Well, good morning. It is good to be back here with you here on the first Sunday of Lent. And you know, we entered this season on Ash Wednesday when we had uh, ashes placed on our head in the form of a cross, a sign of a cross. And we remember beginning on Ash Wednesday and through Lent that we are mortal beings, that we are broken people, flawed and sinful. But we also recognize and celebrate that even as we are broken and we are sinful, we have a gracious God, a holy God who forgives, who is present with us, who invites us through his grace to be his children, his family. And for that, we give great thanks. For that, we celebrate, and we enter into this season to prepare ourselves. It's an interesting thing about the church calendar. It, it, it has a, its own rhythm. Unlike the, the, the calendar we live with at work or you know, for the beginning in January, well, the, the church calendar begins at Advent, at the end of November, or the beginning of December. And for four weeks, we are spending in time in preparation Preparation for the coming of the King of Kings, this newborn King in Bethlehem. We prepare ourselves. We prepare the way for this newborn King. We prepare our hearts. We prepare our community. We prepare our homes. We prepare our world for the change that will come when this newborn Savior comes into the world. We also look forward to the coming again of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords when Jesus returns in glory. And we're preparing ourselves for that. This church calendar has this rhythm that begins in Advent, and now we find ourselves at the, at the beginning of this season of Lent, another season of preparation. Forty days we are called and invited to prepare ourselves, to prepare our community, to prepare our church, our homes, our hearts, our minds for glory. The glory of, of God that is revealed on that mountain outside of Jerusalem where Jesus is crucified, where Jesus will die well, Jesus will be buried, and Jesus will rise again on that first resurrection, the first fruits of the resurrection. We're preparing ourselves for that. We're preparing for that feast when we, when we gather around the table together and we feast at the, the, the death that has come to death. Death is no more. Sin has been broken. Sin has been broken destroyed. That's what happens in the glory of God. And here we find ourselves in Lent, and we're considering our broken past, our broken nature, our mortal nature, and we're looking forward to the future. We're looking forward to the promises that God has made through Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, that glory is being revealed in and through Jesus in such a way that the whole world, 
The whole world has received the grace of God, the glory of God. So we spend these 40 days in preparation. And so as we, um, as Kristen and I and the staff have kind of considered this preparation season, we have come up with ways to help us. We've come up with a sermon series. That's what, that's what preachers do. We come up with series. And we've come up with one called Away a in the Wilderness. And we're going we're gonna to consider how God is with God's people, sustaining, saving, providing for His people, even in the wilderness. Whatever wilderness we find ourselves in. We've also come up with this prayer guide. I hope you've picked one up. If not, I hope you will pick one up today as you leave. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guided reflection and prayer guide through the Psalms. Helps us to pray with the Psalms, with the psalmist. We're also doing a, a Bible study. We have one opportunity on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock in the fellowship hall. There will be another opportunity for women on Monday morning, tomorrow morning, with Leanne. That will be in the new parlor. And then there's another opportunity on Wednesday evening with a Wednesday night supper at 5 o'clock. And then we'll have gathered together in the fellowship hall for a Bible study on the Psalms. Just opportunities to help us gather together as a people to prepare ourselves individually and as a family of God, as a, as a church. So I hope you will take advantage of these opportunities that are, that are laid out for us. But I want to spend just a little bit of time on Deuteronomy. What an interesting book. What an interesting time for the people of Israel. Now, in Exodus, Moses arrives on the scene, and Moses has, has led the people uh, following God's Spirit, following God through the Red Sea and into the wilderness, out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of oppression, and into the wilderness, where they spend 40 years in the wilderness being prepared to enter the promised land, to take possession, to inhabit, to control, to settle, to live in the land that had been promised to Abraham and to the patriarchs, had been promised to the Israelites. And in the book of Deuteronomy, we find the people, the Israelites, gathered in Moab, camping and living in Moab, looking out across the, the, the Jordan River Valley where they can actually see the promised land. It's in front of them. It's right there. The wilderness is behind them, and the promised land is in front of them. They're squarely in the middle. And they're looking forward to the promises of God. And here we have Moses who gets in front of the people he stands in front of the people and he reminds them of all that God has done for God's people. Beginning with Abraham, through the patriarchs, even in Egypt and out of Egypt and in the wilderness, how God sustained them, provided for them and saved them. And he tells them, you're about to inherit the promise. You're about to receive the promises all this potential for 40 years is about to become a reality and you need to be ready because it's going to change everything. 
No longer will you wander around in the wilderness. No longer will you be homeless, but you will have a home. You will settle and inhabit. You will have farms and towns. You have fortified cities. Life is about to change for you in ways that you can't even comprehend. You'll never understand it until you've been through it. So get ready. Another interesting piece of this Deuteronomy is that the people who are there now, the ones who are gathered there and camped there and looking out into the promised land, seeing what's in front of them, the generation that came out of Egypt, they've all passed away, except for a very small handful. There's only a few left that saw Egypt. These, these people only knew the wilderness. They only knew what it, li- what it looked like to live as a nomad. And here they were preparing to receive a promise that was generations old. We find ourselves with Moses and with the Israelites in Moab. We find ourselves on the edge of the wilderness, looking out into the promised land. And that's what the church calendar does for us. Every year, we find ourselves perched, looking over into the promised land, into a future that we really don't know. And it's that way for everyone. You know, as I was thinking about this, this sermon and today, I, I recalled one of my favorite theologians. I use the term loosely. I recall Ray Davies. Does anybody know Ray Davies? Anyone? One person. It's a little better response than I got in the last service. Well, Ray Davies is a singer, songwriter, and guitarist for the, a group called The Kinks. Have you heard of The Kinks? That's a very similar response. Ray Davies wrote a song called Do It Again. And I invite us to hear these first two verses of his song. I'm not going to sing it. I wish Joe, Joe, do you know this song? Ray Davies writes, standing in the middle of nowhere, wondering how to begin, lost between tomorrow and yesterday, between now and then. And now we're back where we started. Here we go round again. Day after day, I get caught up. I get up and I say, I better do it again. There's something in these words that speaks to the human condition. That no matter who we are, where we live, when we live, or how we live, we can find ourselves in the middle. In the middle of nowhere, between yesterday and tomorrow. We know what yesterday was, and we look forward, hopefully, to tomorrow. That's where the Israelites were in Moab. They knew what the wilderness held. They experienced it. God had sustained them for 40 years in a land that was inhospitable. And here they were on the edge of that wilderness, 
looking in towards a land that flowed with milk and honey. They had been eating quail and manna for 40 years, drinking water from rocks. That's the kind of God that we have. A God who, who gives our daily necessities, who, who tends to us and cares for us, provides for us for what we need today. Quail, enough for today. Manna. You know, manna in Hebrew, it, it means what's it. Have you heard that before? So they, they would go out in the morning and they would collect all this what's it. So imagine you're going out every morning to get your breakfast and you're gathering up what's it. We're going to break what's it together. Doesn't that sound just delicious? For 40 years, that's what they had. And now they stood in the middle of nowhere, looking at the promised land, a land that was promised to be flowing with milk and honey, a land flowing with richness. Have you, have you ever had milk and honey, anyone? Have you ever tried it? Anyone? No? Let me tell you, I tried it one time. I had a professor say, you need to try milk and honey because it's one of the finest things you'll have. So I did. Now, you can't use skim milk or 2%. Don't do any of that. you got to use whole milk or cream. You want the rich stuff. Pour a little bit of cream and a lot of honey, and you mix it all together, and you dip some good bread in it. That's milk and honey. It is fine. It's rich. And this promised land is flowing with this richness. Oh, to be in the middle of nowhere between yesterday and tomorrow. We are. That's exactly where we are every day. And Moses is there with us. And Moses is urging us, as he does the Israelites, to remember what God did yesterday and to know that that same God will do the same thing tomorrow. God sustains. God provides. God saves. And what is our response to this grace and love offered by God? It's to follow. It's to accept the grace, accept the love, accept the forgiveness, and move forward with God, to follow God into tomorrow, into the promised land, even when we don't know exactly what milk and honey tastes like, because we've been eating quail and what's it for 40 years. But our palates are about to explode with excitement. From the richness of God. And that's our message. That is, that is this whole tenor of our series. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Is that God is with us. No matter where we are. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. In the middle of nowhere. When we don't know how to begin. God is there with us. Offering grace. Offering love. Offering forgiveness. Offering a way forward. All we have to do is 
is respond. We have to give ourselves to God and follow God's will, God's spirit. And to know in the back of our minds and in the deep recesses of our hearts that whatever tomorrow holds, it will be with the goodness of God, the richness of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.